tube subway stations available to them, making, of course, people packed and stacked on top of each other. And these measures by, by government officials make this entire situation worse, especially with, quote, law enforcement officers that are told to enforce these stupid laws, and they are, without question. Luckily, we, we still have the ability to film some of their ridiculous actions. But if we're going by the official story, there's super spreaders. There's a large number of individuals that have this sickness and, and don't even know it, according to some of the studies and data that I looked at. Even according to some specific studies in some cities, they found out that 80% of the spread of this was done by individuals who had this supposed sickness and didn't even know it so if that if that's happening why would you have law enforcement officers in places like rhode island going door to door making contact with as many outside individuals especially with individuals who have a high probability of being affected this is why and in hot spots like new york city nearly 20 percent of all the police officers there are out sick many of them super spreaders and in other places like california literally going up to individuals by themselves in nature grabbing them up not having the proper ppe not having any proper protective gear taking individuals that are in nature by themselves grabbing them very close next to each other after handcuffing them standing together in a car and then putting them in a little box filled with a lot of other people and if we're in a supposed pandemic if there's a big virus spreading there's a stupid idiotic moves that are spreading this sickness and not helping anyone now a bigger aspect of this kind of tyrannical oppression is not just being done by police officers and people with guns a large portion of the bigger tyrannical implications are of course being done digitally online and of course countries like china are leading the way with their technocratic oppressive measures as right now if you want to travel in china especially from wuhan you have to obtain and gain a special health code certificate from your friendly government application that you have to put on your phone yes in china they are already doing digital health certificates that monitor everything about you have a very sophisticated artificial intelligence algorithm planning database that not only tracks traces every little step and move you make or search or purchase maybe even predictive programming we don't know that for sure but now this is the new passport in china that gives you a green code a yellow code or a red code and tells you when you may or may not travel and where to travel to and when we look at apps in china specifically apps like alipay and wechat we have to understand that these are government controlled and regulated apps and when you download the app you have to self-report on yourself and fill out a little quote survey then the government will pull up their database on you look up your medical records your travel history and if you have been in contact with someone who was allegedly diagnosed with this big sickness and after gathering that information Information and most likely a lot of other information behind the scenes that we don't even know about then you're giving a code green yes yellow limited red no yellow you have to stay in home isolation green you could go and travel to places if you get the proper permissions with the allocated time and then the app will of course follow you if you violate any of this or any of the app's recommendations, police officers will be called, your location will be found, and, you know, in China, you might just be barricaded in your own home until you pass away, which, 
happened with this latest sickness in cities like Wuhan, where extremely creepy video came out of, of people being found dead in their own homes after the government literally locked them in. And what China's doing and what the United Kingdom's doing, this is the blueprint. This is the new testing grounds. This is way beyond 1984 way beyond Brave New World enacting very dangerous powers in very few hands that of course will be abused just like eventually all power is abused by governments and again if you don't understand the true potential of, of danger here especially what's happening now your history teacher has failed you if you look at what's happening right now now obviously a lot of people are scared a lot of people don't want to get sick and they're being programmed and conditioned to accept this and also at the same time to report their fellow neighbor for, for simply going on drives which again has absolutely no effect on the spread of this sickness and with these actions plus many more and many people turning a blind eye to the oppression right in front of us the situation will surely only get worse from here as of course the mainstream media will only try to lull you into this fear emotional state where you are not rationally thinking as the organizations that you believe are actually out there to help you during this situation well they're the ones making it worse there's even talks right now of a vaccine certificate which is promoted by of course individuals like bill gates who are also pushing the idea of id 2020 to individually database and track and have the information on as many people as possible since of course tech and data are the new landscape when it comes to the bigger war for rights and power over you and even though we're getting some uh, pushback by people like Attorney General Barr who are opposing the idea of a vaccine certificate and politicians like New York Governor Cuomo promising that they will not impose martial law in New York, we should understand that these words should always be met with skepticism. And particularly also in this instance, when we look at the Attorney General Barr going against Bill Gates, we also have to understand these two individuals are also connected with someone that they both closely know and that of course is an individual like Jeffrey Epstein and until we get the truth and answers about Jeffrey Epstein which by the way uh, Bill Gates lied about to the general public about his relationship with until we find out why local police officers prosecutors judges celebrities technocrats and very big politicians were working cooperating and helping this convicted child abuser unless we get answers uh, about the very government connected uh, jeffrey epstein and what was really happening there i'm sorry but it's best to be skeptical of government since of course you know thousands of children were abused right underneath the nose of the government for for you know almost a decade with this particular case and there still has been no justice no truth and until that happens it's best to be skeptical of government and again I say all of this with still a reminder to everyone to take the current situation that we're in seriously and to be courteous to your family, to your community, to your neighborhood, and to take steps that are responsible for you and your family. This situation is still unknown. We are finding new information about it every single day. It's better to be cautious now than reckless. Simple actions like wearing a face mask, growing your own garden, being respectful of people around you and their space is something that we could all do to make this problem a lot less problematic for everyone. It doesn't hurt you 
doing that, and there's no reason why you shouldn't. So yes, you could also make sure you, you take this sickness seriously while being concerned about the upcoming larger economic ramifications while as well also being worried about the expanding authoritarian tyrannical police state. So yes, all three of these things could be true at the same time. This is my official position. It might not fit with the way you see things, but this is how I see things after closely looking at all the data and all the information in front of us. It's better to be safer than sorry and respectful of others rather than getting totally screwed later down the line. That's my official position. You don't like it? That's your problem. If you see it any other way and you want to engage in conversation, let me know in the comment section below what do you think I'm missing here. We can only learn by having a dialogue together, which I'm here for. And the reason I'm doing that is because that's the proper way to move forward. Anyway, I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for you. This is why. Love you guys. Thank you again so much for watching. Stay tuned for more. So we are living in very transformational times, and one of the most worrying transformations happening right now is the usurping and elimination of our sovereignty and freedom right in front of our eyes, as some people are literally cheering for it and celebrating it, as others, like whistleblower Edward Snowden, are warning that this is the architecture of our oppression. So yeah, we're going to get into that in great detail in this video, plus a lot more, but before we do... One of the reasons I'm able to do a video for you every single day for free is because of the businesses that we partner with. And one of them is cleanhealthyhappy.com, which my friend John Bush runs, and also where you could get your hands on some important products that you can't get in many other places now, some supplements and other stuff. And if you're looking for a trusted business where you could buy those things and not have to wait a very long time, check out the link down below. Now, what's happening right now is absolutely mind-boggling as of course we have a national shutdown of almost every aspect of our normal lives that were before and it definitely seems like our lives won't go back to normal anytime soon all of this as of course lower and middle class americans are just being utterly eviscerated and told to go to places like walmart for their necessities the same globalist multinational corporation that is now investing 425 million dollars in the city of wuhan this is not a joke. This is not The Onion. This is a real article. Just came out moments ago detailing how Walmart is going to be investing $425 million into this Chinese city of Wuhan. Yeah, that, that's, that's not a joke here. And while the basic American gets chicken scraps of a UBI that's being rolled out extremely slow, with some people getting the check allegedly in September, Wall Street and hedge funds are being bailed out to the tunes of trillions of dollars behind our back with secret Federal Reserve bailouts that we don't even get to know about. And as the pain and suffering continues, which could have been all avoided, if, you know, proper, individual, legitimate, educated, smart responses would have taking place and it hasn't quite the contrary has happened this is one of the reasons i've been telling people to be smart prepared and ready all the way back in january to take this entire situation seriously which a lot of people including the media and the government didn't we're now in this mess we're now in this crisis that was made worse by their actions which now they're grossly overreacting to and benefiting off of it by just usurping any rights that we had or even the idea of what we had as we just continue to see backwards actions 
taken by big government bureaucrats and absolutely make no sense at all. And again, this is important context here because this is coming from a person, me here, that's been taking this entire situation seriously and has been telling other people to take it seriously to my detriment. And still, what's happening right now is atrocious, over the line, and extremely dangerous since, of course, the powers that the government is gaining over you right now, those powers will not be relinquished. As the famous saying by our founding father, Benjamin Franklin, goes, those who give up liberty for security deserve neither. And those are very similar epithets and reasoning recently explained by NSA CIA whistleblower Edward Snowden, who right now is still living in exile in Russia. And Edward Snowden brings up a very important point, something that we've been talking about also from the very beginning, with him specifically saying, quote, every academic, every researcher who looked at this knew this was coming, yet when we needed it, the system has now failed us and it has failed us comprehensively. And he's absolutely right. Either by just total incompetency or just criminal mischievous activity, everything that could have prevented this, this thing from getting worse, especially in the early onsets of it, was done by government. And we also are getting the data and information that U.S. intelligence agencies even gave a warning to Donald Trump about an outbreak coming from China that could affect the entire world all the way back in November. In late January, all the signs were there, and I was even telling everyone, hey, prepare for the worst. Now, because the problem is, is as bad as it is, we, of course, have the reaction and solution that, again, is very important to look at that I believe Edward Snowden really quantifies well in this quote, saying... As emergency laws proliferate as we sacrifice our rights, we also sacrifice our capability to arrest the slide into a less liberal and less free world. Do you truly believe that when the first wave, the second wave, the 16th wave of this sickness is a long forgotten memory, that these capabilities will not be kept, that these data sets will not be kept? No matter how it is being used, what is being built is the architecture of oppression. And yeah, I would absolutely agree with him, especially seeing what is happening all around the entire world. In supposed free countries, Western liberal countries, where police officers are trying to ticket you or arrest you for being in your own garden, officers of the state are literally going around supermarkets looking inside of people's shopping carts to see if they're buying non-essential items, while drones follow individuals who are in nature alone by themselves in a public shaming attempt to try to attack them. Again, the closure of, of state parks and just uh, the attack of people being alone in, in nature is extremely worrying since, of course, it's completely backwards and doesn't really help the fight of this supposed sickness, does it? But, but what does it do? It allows just backwards, asinine, bureaucratic, power-hungry actions to be allowed. That's the dangerous president made here. As two plus two equals five, logic is outside the door, and what is right and what actually matters doesn't to them. And again, the UK is, is just the biggest violators during this specific time, especially since, you know, they also just limited the number of tube subway stations available to them, making, of course, people packed and stacked on top of each other. And these measures by, by government officials 
make this entire situation worse, especially with, quote, law enforcement officers that are told to enforce these stupid laws, and they are, without question. Luckily, we, we still have the ability to film some of their ridiculous actions. But if we're going by the official story, there's super spreaders. There's a large number of individuals that have this sickness and, and don't even know it, according to some of the studies and data that I looked at. Even according to some specific studies in some cities, they found out that 80% of the spread of this was done by individuals who had this supposed sickness and didn't even know it so if that if that's happening why would you have law enforcement officers in places like rhode island going door to door making contact with as many outside individuals especially with individuals who have a high probability of being affected this is why and in hot spots like new york city nearly 20 percent of all the police officers there are out sick many of them super spreaders and in other places like california literally going up to individuals by themselves in nature grabbing them up not having the proper ppe not having any proper protective gear taking individuals that are in nature by themselves grabbing them very close next to each other after handcuffing them standing together in a car and then putting them in a little box filled with a lot of other people and if we're in a supposed pandemic if there's a big virus spreading there's a stupid idiotic moves that are spreading this sickness and not helping anyone now a bigger aspect of this kind of tyrannical oppression is not just being done by police officers and people with guns a large portion of the bigger tyrannical implications are of course being done digitally online and of course countries like china are leading the way with their technocratic oppressive measures as right now if you want to travel in china especially from wuhan you have to obtain and gain a special health code certificate from your friendly government application that you have to put on your phone yes in china they are already doing digital health certificates that monitor everything about you have a very sophisticated artificial intelligence algorithm planning database that not only tracks traces every little step and move you make or search or purchase maybe even predictive programming we don't know that for sure but now this is the new passport in china that gives you a green code a yellow code or a red code and tells you when you may or may not travel and where to travel to and when we look at apps in china specifically apps like alipay and wechat we have to understand that these are government controlled and regulated apps and when you download the app you have to self-report on yourself and fill out a little quote survey then the government will pull up their database on you look up your medical records your travel history and if you have been in contact with someone who was allegedly diagnosed with this big sickness and after gathering that information information and likely a lot of other information behind the scenes that we don't even know about then you're giving a code green yes yellow limited red no yellow you have to stay in home isolation green you could go and travel to places if you get the proper permissions with the allocated time and then the app will of course follow you if you violate any of this or any of the app's recommendations, police officers will be called, your location will be found. And, you know, in China, you might just be barricaded in your own home until you pass away, which 
happened with this latest sickness in cities like Wuhan, where extremely creepy video came out of uh, people being found dead in their own homes after the government literally. Dead in their own homes. They're getting shot for not distancing. Whoa. That's not what I said. Stuck under the thing? Can we start? I guess there's video on this. Jesus Christ, can you hear me? So we're around page 18 or so. Um, I just once uh, the question is, can you I can I can hear everybody through the submixer, but can people hear me? Maybe I should Yes, we yeah. hear you. Oh you yeah. hear me. Oh good. Okay. Wow. So amazing. Maybe large everyone. frowning man. Uh everyone's gonna need to jump in. Basically, everyone just jump in and take the roles. That's how we're gonna do it. Damn. It's all chill, um, but I do need a mic. Is that a slur? Yes. Uh. I need someone to play mic. I'm waiting for a volunteer. Pancake, his mic is on silent. Would you like to be mic? He's our hero. Talking to Raul. Raul. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. sure. Yeah. Oh. All, right. all right. Cool. <laughs> so you're Mick. So it all it all hinges on you. Oh shit. Oh. I'll read right. the uh, narration and then everyone else will jump in. Except I don't know where Pam went. Maybe they're kissing. We're dying. <laughs> Either one is possible. We're all gonna die. Okay, cool. What page are we on? The whole thing. It's a lot. There's like a lot happening there. I don't know where they went. They like, they just disappeared. So uh, I was talking to my friend the other day who lives in a tent. And uh, she told me what she's been up to. She's like been trying to solve the world's problems from a tent, you know? And then she's like, oh, like, you know, the implication was I would maybe share what I was up to, I thought. So I was like, oh yeah, I wrote a 78 page detective procedural. And she was like, why? Because why and not? I was like, word. <laughs> Good question. But now it's more like uh, 130 pages or something. The same detective shit? Yeah, honestly, I was gonna quit. I was gonna like not write anymore after I like 78 pages is like script, but then my friend 200 why not else yeah i don't think it's petruccio or something made him you know, to a bank. I personally changed my name to Bank. After I read about him, fucking, he's with his mom. Minor premise, all fucking oh, she's premise. I am all black. Therefore, is that the right? 
hello, hello. Hello, hello. This is mutinyradio.fm in San Francisco, California, and it is time to ride the morning train.
Dave Holland on bass, and Sam Rivers on soprano saxophone. We heard their joint composition, Waterfall, from the album Dave Holland, Sam Rivers, released in 1976. This is The Morning Train on MutinyRadio.fm in .sf, and I am your sole driver, J.D. Buell. Music now from... Balake Sissoko and Vincent Segal. <laughs> Thank you. 
hear the trippy music. You know what time it is, Mutiny Radio. It's time to talk about God and shit. On some call me Tim. Alright, I timed it out shittily, as I always do. I'm joined today by Pancake. Ah, uh, hello, listeners. Back to the COVID bunker. I wish that we would have, I wish that this place was an actual living domicile that I could live here. If it was, oh my God, it'd be so fun. Because we could have just sheltered in place here the whole time. Yeah. That would have been so fun. Well, to have water and a shower. No, no shower. Well, and but if, if I was able to live in this place, which I'm not, and I never would, and no one's allowed to live here. Never, because ever. We, because I believe in laws and yeah, stuff. It's not zoned for it. It's right. not zoned for it. All kinds of things. But I'd totally trick it out. I'd make like a shower over here and have that bathroom and do something with a bed up there or something. I don't know. It'd yeah. be fun. It'd be great. Put up ha- hang up ha- hammocks everywhere. Yeah. Well, n- yeah, maybe hammocks up there would be nice. Yeah. From the ceiling. Yeah, sure. Uh, well, you guys are listening to Some Call Me Tim. It's a very special Some Call Me Tim because it's Thursday night. Technically, we are in the middle of Racer's Alley. And I'm joined by Pancake. We're here because we're here. <laughs> Why not? Because what else are we going to do? What else? Was I going to keep napping on the couch and vomiting into a bowl? Uh, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> you had a crazy drinking night. Yes. Because you didn't eat. I didn't eat. I have a I have a problem. Billy and I talked about it yesterday on Some Call Me Tim um, about eating disorders and stuff. And I absolutely 100% have an eating disorder. Uh. 100%. No, I, I, I used to be bulimic, but now I would say I've swung more to the anorexic side. Oh. Yeah, because I haven't eaten. Yesterday I had, I had a smoothie. So I had 220 calories, and then I had a second half. So I, had about, so I had about 350 calories. I didn't even eat one of my own cookies. I didn't even eat any pot food yesterday. I just smoking and you drinking. Had some fudge. Did I have a piece of fudge? Yeah, yeah I did. So then I, th- so I had a piece of fudge, which is probably like 200 calories. So I probably had like... No 500 s- calories yesterday. No sustenance. No sustenance. And then I just drank. Yeah. And then at night when I hit the whiskey, that was it. There's um, a, a company that sells these pre-made drinks that give you all the nutrition you need throughout your day. Sure. Well, it's called Soylent, actually. It is not called Soylent. Yeah, they took the name for like everything Soylent Green need. is people. It's yeah. people. But if you just took away if, if, if because Soylent Green was supposed to be everything you need well it was just the food source it was the available yeah. it was the food source that they figured out because let's get these people to kill themselves kill themselves they did they went into or those weird like little tricks they went Someone into those weird little cubicles and they got turned into food and, and and they you know after they turned 43 the day of their 43rd birthday they they stepped into a little box and then they were turned into a meal for the babies. Gross. Forty three. It's so young. Well, I could have said thirty four. That's even younger. So. It's terrible. Good people live their lives for God's sake. Well, I didn't. I, what what are they even doing in that world? They're producing. I I they were all in bubbles, if I remember. What movie like, is this again? Soylent Green. Yeah. Yeah, it's a movie with Charlton Heston. Soylent Green is people. It's people. And he's running down the street. It's a very famous scene. The movie is self-titled? 
the, the movie is called Soylent Green. Uh. And so they have this thing in the future, in this dystopian world that Charlton Heston is in, um, where the older people are just, when they're done, they go into the, they say, hey, come here and go to the, and he figures out that people are killing themselves, not going to heaven. They're saying you're going to heaven or whatever. He's, they're being turned into the food that everyone's eating. Mm. And nobody, nobody knows it. And so that's the end of the, Soylent Green is people. It's people. And he gets dragged away and probably turned into Soylent Green. Green. Yeah, it's, um, but it's a great movie from the 70s. And you should, you probably watch it for free on YouTube. And so it's a reference. I can't. I you didn't know that reference. So now that they're calling something Soylent of their own volition seems kind of strange to me because you're hearkening back to Soylent Green is people. It's, it's made of, of people. <laughs> well, I, I just told you it's it's an inside joke. Um, yeah, there you go. People of today, kids of today, wouldn't know it. Nope, they wouldn't. They don't. They don't even know who Bjork is. I have a joke where I ha- I do a Bjork voice. And I can't do it at certain places because people don't know who Bjork is anymore. Mm-hmm. They're like, what is she? Who are you? And I barely know. <laughs> She's just a singer, songwriter. She is Icelandic and very, she was very important in the 90s. You know, she speaks 11 languages. Oh. When she goes to other places, she sings in their language. Oh, that's, that's, cool. that's, my, that's my Bjork impression. I can do her voice. Where is she now? Probably Iceland, where she comes from. Icelandic. And she was important in the 90s because she was a philanthropist? No, she was in a band called The Sugar Cubes that were really, really great. And then she, on her own, was an amazing songwriter, music, musical artist. She's weird. Like, it's weird stuff. It's great. It's She's, she's a genius. And then she also acts. She acted in a movie and I think she got an Oscar uh, Dancer in the Dark or something like that and she wore very famously that swan the, oh. the swan dress the dress that was a swan okay. a swan anyways that's Bjork and I don't know she was just a I, I don't know I love her but that's also I'm an old I'm an old lady so mm. I was gonna say something completely unrelated when do you turn 30 Oh gosh, don't remind me. Is your birthday coming? No. It, it, no. Your birthday's it's not coming never, soon. It's, it's never, never coming. coming. Never. It's, yeah. I'm going to stay in my 20s forever. No, it's okay. The 30s are great. The 20s are awful. No one respects you, no matter how hard you work in your 20s. Nobody really respects you. And you think you're super smart and you think you're all accomplished, but really, you're totally not. Like, I thought, I remember when I was 25, I got married when I was 25, and I thought I was so old. I was like, I'm the oldest person to be getting married. I can't believe I'm so old. Mm. And I was so stupid. I was so young. And then, like, all that, I, I tried, I was a teacher. No one no one respects you when you're in your 20s. There's just, it's really hard to, so 30s are great, because people start, like, seeing you as a real person and being like, oh, you are, you know. This person. Uh, well, I could say I'm 34. I could say, yeah. Come on. I <laughs> uh, just, uh, oh, wait, I'm 35. Oh, shoot. Oh, he's even more. He's even more of a 30-year-old because he's forgetting how old he is and not wanting to remember how old he is. I don't know about the lies. I don't feel, I, I mean, I could dye my hair and get it cut cute and start wearing makeup and wear cute little outfits 
And mm -hmm. if I did that, I think I could look 38. I think I could, I think I could look in my, I don't think anyone would think that I'm 40. If I, you know, if I dyed my hair and didn't have my gray mm -hmm. and I wore a little makeup, like, come on. Yeah. Come on. But why would I do that? Why would I lie? I never want to be a liar. It's such, you can't sell hair dye to people with self-esteem. Like, just have your hair be your hair. Why do you have, why does it have to be, like maybe if you want it pink or something silly, but, or blue or whatever, green, like a weird color. But to lie, for me, if I dyed my hair like brown, oh my God, I'd just be so embarrassed because it'd be like, look at me trying or uh -huh. whatever. Is your hair brown naturally? Yeah, it's gray now, but it's, yeah, my hair is, I've, I've always had dark brown hair. I used to dye it red because I thought red hair was, I like, I thought I looked better with red hair. I don't think I did. I don't know. I have certain blotches in my hair that if you look at it in a certain light, it's very red. You don't have a red beard, though. Yeah, it, it's, it's in the side if you look at you it. Brown, you have brown hair. Yes, it's very it's very brown, but I do have some blotches of some red tinge. And it's not orange, it's red. Right. I used to dye mine orange orangish kind of. Well, I can't dye my hair until I get it cut. <laughs> You're really growing it out. Who are you who are you growing it for? I don't have a person in oh. in mind. I thought maybe it's going to an agency. Oh. To like sit, like to make wigs for cancer people. Yeah. Uh. Or whoever needs it, I guess. I have a blonde one. I have a red one. <laughs> I really need a dark hazelnut one with some tinge of gray. I bet they could. I bet they they dye it. There's there's a weird religious thing in India mm -hmm. with girls, or with with everybody really, but girls specifically because they grow their hair out, but. On this one birthday, they go to pray at this temple, and they get their heads shaved. Mm. And it's this symbology of like becoming a woman and something religious, blah, blah, blah. But it's also like they sell the hair. Like the fucking churches, or not the church, the temples, collect the hair mm. and sell it so that it can be wigs for... African-American ladies or whoever wants wigs. Mm. But they're big, they're big wig um, consumers. Whoa. Real hair wigs cost to a lot. To turn a religious... Like, right? Like, oh, here's a new batch of of uh, babies. Let's get them all um, circumcised at the same time so we can take their skin. Yeah, and use it as like croutons on a salad. Oh. Little calamari rings. Stem cells. Because they might still have them freshly baked in there. Yeah, maybe. You know? Yeah, I wonder. I've always wondered what God does with the foreskins, and I think he puts them on his fingers like olives and eats them off. Oh. Just, oh just Yahweh up in heaven, relaxing, eating some baby foreskins. Uh, that, that reminds me of Pan's Labyrinth. Ah. All the teeth and, oh, mm. God, the tooth fairy. Hey, it's creepy, but I'm I like weird. I mean, I like weird momentum. You've seen my dolls. Like I've kept my teeth from that from my skateboard accident that came out of my mouth. I kept I've got them in a little box. Hmm. 
I love those. T I love weird shit like that. Like. Yeah, they're interesting to look at because it was like in your body for your whole life. Yeah. Like ready and waiting. I just like to keep weird shit. That's why I was really bummed about my bag being stolen with the rocks. Is like, I honestly, th my bag it was probably thirty-seven percent paper and rocks and things that have no like mm. because i carry around things that As we all do but like i carry around weird shit and heavy shit like just the mementos mementos but the ro motherfucking rocks who walks around with they're heavy <laughs> like why would you anyways i feel like things like that are metaphorical and they inform my spirituality like i I don't know, like I'm I am kinda witchy. Like I like rocks and fucking burning shit. Mm. Like I like cooking things. When you say rocks or crystals. Sure crystals or rocks. I don't really ha I have a couple of crystals that someone gave me, but I don't really imbue any power into those. You I'm have to charge them with the moon. Oh. Okay. <laughs> you have to be in direct full moon light. I'll hey, I'll try whatever. I'm I'm into all of it at this point. I I'll I've I, I'm tasting all the flavors. I want to, you know, 31 flavors. How mm. many flavors ice cream you got? I want to try them all. Even that weird daiquiri bullshit. Whoa. Daiquiri? Daiquiri ice. What's that? It's a flavor at Baskin Robbins. Isn't that's that like always, a liqueur? It's Yeah, I think that's why I didn't like it as a kid. Probably I didn't. I still don't. I don't. I would never get that. I would never spend money on that. It just looks gross. Um, well, they are, like, experimenting to find the next best flavor. Well, this was a flavor from when I was little, so this was like in the 80s, daiquiri ice. My favorite, though, was, I mean, I really love gold medal ribbon. Mm. That's one of those Baskin-Robbins ones. Mm. I really love ice cream. It's like... My favorite, just for the name, it was um, associated with The Mask. Oh, Jim Carrey's The Mask. Yeah, sure. And it was one of their promotional It was flavors. green. It must have been crazy green colored. It was. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. was one of those Nickelodeon, like... Gross, gross, gross. I hate... I mean, I hate how companies are using some of, like, my most nostalgic color palettes uh -huh. against me. Because <laughs> I don't want to buy that stuff, but I love the packaging. I love how it looks. You know, and that, and when I'm walking down the aisle, I'm gonna put it in my basket, or sure, you know, Here. I'll put it, I'll put it on the side of the checkout, like everyone else does with like frozen meats. Have you ever no seen that? No one does that. I've seen like a package of bacon. I've seen because they, they, they let go of it at the end. They're like, I, I'm not gonna get this. I, I can't do it. Oh, I don't have the money for it. Oh. I, I've, I'm becoming vegan right now. <laughs> oh, I'm going to, I think I'm going to make my, I've, I baked four potatoes yesterday. So I think I'll make some bacon and, and then I'll put the cheese. Cheese? Yeah, I have habanero um, jack and I have pepper jack and I have, what other, and I have cream cheese. Peppers must be so angry that we are completely dismissive of its defense mechanism i yeah i love spicy things like i'm crazy about it I, one time somebody bet me 20 bucks to drink a cup of salsa and i did it no mm. biggie 
Just drank a cup of salsa. My friend gave me a shot of their salsa that they used for um, uh, the ghost. Oh my god, ghost peppers are insane! No, the the ghost peppers the are Reaper. insane. Yeah. Oh, Carolina Reaper. Uh huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah the yeah, yeah, the yeah. most ex- you know mm-hmm. most uh, uh, spicy, and he put four of them in this big plot of salsa, and then he gave me a shot of it, and he was like, "Here, drink this," and I was like. Okay, I, I have no idea what's in it. Did you throw it. up? Are you okay? Are you on fire? I was on fire, but I went through it better than I thought I could. Mm. So now I think I'm ready for Hot Ones, you know, that interview show. Oh, there's an interview? I, I can eat anything. I can eat straight habanero peppers. Like, I can munch on. Sometimes I used to go to uh, Safeway, and I'd get a bagel. A bagel with the cheese melted on top of it with the jalapenos. (laughs) And then I'd go get a habanero. And I'd eat them together. So I'd take a bite of the bagel and then a little bite of the habanero. Because the jalapenos aren't spicy enough for me. Right. I really like... You, you don't well, and I know, and now I can't taste, taste anymore. Yeah, so spicy stuff I'm super into because I'm like, I feel something. Mm. Maybe, maybe all of my creative output lately has been in reaction to losing my sense of taste and smell. like So I lost two of my senses, and I've sort of gained. When did that happen? Last April. So it's been almost exactly a year. Whoa. Yeah. I, a year ago? A year ago, no I lost. No one was talking about any kind of corona. No, I wasn't. But I didn't have corona. I just lost my sense of taste and smell because of menopause. Well, well you don't have any of the common symptoms, but you have one of the rare you know nuts. I don't think that I got corona last fucking April last that's impossible it, I mean it was isn't, last April isn't it just isn't it just impossible well I it disappeared then and and it was really terrible for a while but I'm getting used to it and maybe maybe that's why I've become more creative or and that's the other thing why am I so crazy right now I keep forgetting I'm going through menopause wow. like I'm fucking nuts. Hmm. I'm an insane person. Every time you say that, I thought I think you're joking. No, I'm. I haven't had a period now. Like it's been, it's been coming like kind of every other month. But it took the first one. It was four months before I got it, and then it was like two and a half months, and now it. So it's, it's like my my body's just slowing down, and maybe that's why it's like I have an IUD though. So. Yeah, I have an IUD. I mean, I still, I could still get pregnant. It happens a lot. Like, it's not like it just stops. My eggs basically went from like releasing every once a month. Now they're like releasing. They're like sputtering. It's like, boop, 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 boop. it's like so. Like I have a, I have a, a an egg released every you know two and a half months. It eventually my ovaries will dry up and I'll become a shriveled old woman. My my skin will lose its elasticity and I will have my neck will crepe, and I will look old and it'll be terrible. But it hasn't happened yet, and it's happening, which is scary. You're, I, th- I think you're supposed to like, for safety, have your ovaries extracted. No, no, because, you want to keep because mm-mm. they'll become like. No, you want to keep all of your hormones, your nat- as many natural hormones as you can, for as long as you can. Okay. Because that's what regulates like everything, and that's the thing. That's why I've lost my sense of taste and smell. It's something with my hormones, which is probably another reason why I'm like, 
fucking insane about boys. boys. Because yeah. of menopause. I'm going to blame it all on menopause. Blame it on my menopause. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck I'm them men. What are they putting you on pause for? Yeah, exactly. They're just... This is it. This is... I know. I'm winding down. Like, I just... I'm so scared. Uh, my entire life has been like this. I've never, I've never been like the pretty one, or like when I was little, I was cute, or I was chubby, or I was this, or I was the fun one, and like I never, and now I'm like, oh man, I'm gonna, it, women are taught, at least in the 90s for me, and I, I was raised to think that if I'm not sexy, that's where my worth is. Being sexy, or being pretty, that's where my value lies, like just, that's what that's where the that's where women's that and cooking good being a good wife like there are things like not don't speak up you know like just be pleasant just smile and look pleasant yeah and you'll you'll pass you'll be okay was it you talking about how women are perceived as bossy if they're more assertive and then men are they have better leadership skills yeah was that you yesterday yeah it was me yesterday okay well, because it comes from the lady who wrote that book, Lean In, mm-hmm. um, Cheryl something. And, you know, when I lean into the glass ceiling, I like to do it tits first so I can really get a good cleavage because I got, like, small boobs, so I really just got to get into that glass ceiling. Let them see. No, there's no – the only glass ceiling is one that was constructed by – well, it is. It's society said in that time. And when I was raised mm-hmm. – that and I just I wanted to be known as being a smart person and I always I and nobody told me that no one likes a know-it-all and that was the other thing I got oh she's bossy she's a know-it-all but it was like I knew the answer like how about she's not a know-it-all she's smart and she's a leader like instead of being made fun of because I am weird and outspoken and all that kind of stuff and which I'm a witch. witch I'm a witch she knows how to read and write I'm an outlier. She can read. I'm a witch. Yeah. She has her own thoughts. Oh, well, Lord. And I, that's why I love that cat call when the guy said, you know something. It's like, you got me. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, yes, yes. Thank you for seeing that I just want to be acknowledged as intelligent. I, it's really all I've ever wanted. I mean, and I went into the, you know, the dump. And poetry is a place where you, you do that, actually. People are like, you're so smart. You're so clever. I mean, so it was like I've, I've been seeking that for a long time to be like. You're seen. You've been noticed. Can I have a cigarette? Not in the studio. Not no. in the studio. No. no. Of course not. Why would I do that? Now, uh, let's get some people off the street. And no, no. <laughs> no breaking rules. Hey, everyone's been breaking rules around me, and I haven't, okay? And and look at where it's gotten me, okay? You're going to break a rule right now. You're going you're gonna to break a rule? Well, I won't. We won't pull back the veil for the audience. <laughs> Anyways. Fuck the rules. You know what? I'm, I believe in rules, though, because I don't like getting in trouble. Hang I on. don't like getting in trouble. Nathan had this question the other night. He said, 
Is the game more fun because of the rules? Yes. Yes, because you have to usurp the rules. You have to get around them, or you have to follow them because rules are put in place for safety. Safety, yes. I safety first. I don't. I'm. I'm I would not have been okay with their climbing expedition on Sunday at the rocks with the death. Uh. Uh-uh. Uh. No. Yeah. Too scary. I don't want to see anybody do that. I'm not okay with it. Like, I mean, I'm the person at the playground, like, going, don't go up there. But what are men if not reckless? I guess, but I guess that's the thing. In your 20s, you think you know you're invincible, and so you do crazy, stupid shit. Well, you know you can bounce back from a lot of things. They could have, they could have, they could have died. I know a kid who fell off a cliff. Who, no, even worse. It was a prank. Oh, no. It was a fire hydrant under some leaves. What? And, and you know how people, you know, dive into piles of leaves. Oh, my God. Or it was... Oh, a, my God. That's terrific. Yeah. That's a horror. The worst that is... Oh, no, no. Yeah. And this kid's whole life was changed. And... Oh, he didn't die. No, no. He's, he's stuck in a wheelchair. And he gets physical therapy. He gets pushed to the limits of his um, his ability. But, you know, with some treatment, he could pull through. Whoa. It's a very long and painful That's, trek. That is hor- uh, horrifying. Yeah. And it was a prank. Mm-hmm. Who just walked in? Hi. Uh, can I do this? Uh, sure. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, so, so there we go. We're on. Some call me Tim here on. Uh, Let me talk about some yeah. skinwalkers. What's a skinwalker? Well, there's this ranch out in the desert, and uh, there's this guy who purchased some property, and uh, it was a remorseful buy, but. He's now turned it into a place where no one can come in. No one can just walk around on on that property because uh, weird things happen on this property. People disappear. People, uh, a a cattle has been mutilated. What? Yeah. So uh, it's called Skinwalker Ranch. And... It's uh, incredibly disturbing to think about the implications of what what this could mean, because none of the officials. I don't believe in skinwalkers. Want to, uh, whether you believe in them or not, there are things that we don't know about. Okay, we haven't. We may think that we're the dominant species on this planet, but little do we know, <laughs> we have barely scratched the surface of everything that can be discovered no now you're getting i don't want to be scary i don't want this to turn into a horror podcast <laughs> i can't handle it i'm too delicate right now well, i'm too raw you don't have to i can't i don't want to have nightmares i don't want it to, I you don't have to investigate all this time but the listeners can search for this on their own skinwalker ranch uh some some people have uh taken some deep dives into it and they've explained it. Um, so we'll, All right. we'll backtrack. 
Okay, so that's what you believe in. That's I, what some call me Tim is supposed to be about. <laughs> I believe that be there are things. There are things that we don't know. I mean, giant squid. Yeah, I agree with you there. Giant squid are fucking aliens. If they're it, absolutely aliens, I think that they came down um on like a rock because their eyes are on the sides of their head. Mm-hmm. It's so weird. Are, are you talking about octopus or squid? Both uh, cephalopods in general are fucking weird. But the giant squids have a beak. They can be like as big as this building, like long, lengthwise, like yeah. 30 feet. That's from that wall to the door. And That's those are just the ones that we've discovered. Right. So that they're, And they could be deep like in space, right? Like they could swim around in space because it's like zero. Like if they're that low in the ocean, mm-hmm. that's like all that pressure is a lot like space, right? Like. Oh, whoa. So what if giant squid are just aliens that could like surf through the air because they're already, if they're at the bottom of the ocean, who the fuck can handle that shit? Right. Our little brains explode. Boop. You know, I can't even believe we've ever been in space because like we put on this suit of air and we're like, yeah, we've created our own atmosphere in this suit and we're not going to our heads aren't going to explode. There are people in space right now. I'm like, what the fuck? We uh, hey, if we can contain water in in if we can hold it in some paper, if we could just contain water and paper, that is a godsend already. Yeah. Uh, so if w- uh, it's not hard to believe that a hundred years can go by and we can turn that into putting people in a pressurized, highly sure. pressurized. I mean, Mars, but <laughs> are we going to go to Mars and live? I don't want to live out there. I don't want to live in a bubble of weird, like, no. Pan, there's. The breathe air. You like, know I'm supposed about the, to. The belt. The. The Van Allen belt. Yeah, yeah, we've never been. I don't think we can send people. I don't think we've been to the moon. So if we, we've never been to the moon, how are we going to get to the Mars? That's true. Well, we, if we can't leave low Earth orbit right. safely, jeez. Uh, well, that's the thing Louise. that they we, we can't yet, but they can probably figure something out, right? That. No, we should just keep investing in killing e- each other. For right, money. yeah, to get less people on the planet so we don't have to go inhabit another. Yeah. Yeah, we're like these terrible, we're like viruses ourselves. Humans are like, we are the virus. I, uh, uh, we're I mean, like scabies to Mother Earth. She's like trying to scratch us off. But She's we like, have good ideas man. sometimes. We're just, well, yeah. w- we shouldn't be allowed to thrive. Yeah, not as much as, or or in the way that we've been thriving by raping the Earth yes. of all of its resources. Agreed. Yeah, it was Earth Day today, isn't it? It was Earth Day yesterday. It was Earth Day. They're all blending together. I thought today was Saturday. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I should clean the bathroom. Oh, we'll clean the latrine. We'll, we'll put us. Oh, you left his guitar here. Oh no way. He didn't just leave, did he? His guitar's right there. I think it means he's oh, probably gonna. Do you know that? We're guy? not open, by the way. Do you know him? Mm-mm. <gasps> oh, I know, I know. Because um, we're not technically open to the public, so. Right. Yeah, we're just doing a podcast. In the safety of the red yeah, room. In the safety of the. I'm in a. I'm in a. He, he's. I think he's gonna finish his beer. And yeah, I mean, people are drinking on the street. I just don't want it huh. in combination with here because. Right. Well, unless because I don't, tr- I don't trust people. I don't know. I don't know. The implications. The implications. Uh, Some call me Tim. Corona times. And if the ABC walk around, 
Oh my gosh. He's not associated with us. Nope, not at all. Uh, but, but we found DNA in, in the bathroom of all places, a very intimate well, I'm gonna, spot. I'm going to tell the people about the skinwalkers. I'm not going to listen because okay. I'm scared and I'll ask them. Well, listeners, we have skinwalkers walking around us as we as we go along. There's nothing we can do. We just have to learn to live uh, as we do with everything else in life alongside everything. Because life has, finds a way to um, creep us out in a way to uh, surprise us in every aspect of, of our lives. I mean, how can we allow each other to live in the alcove of an elementary school, but we're perfectly willing to go to war at the drop of a hat? Uh, so says uh, the man in the suit on TV, okay? You uh, do what you feel is right, Goodbye, everyone. Thank you for supporting the station. That set began with music from the album Chamber Music by Balake Sissoko on Cora and Vincent Segal on the cello that album was released in 2011 also on cello ron carter backing eric dolphy on alto saxophone and clarinet george de vivier on bass roy haynes on the drums two selections recorded in 1960 originally on the album out there we heard feathers and Eclipse. I'd like to thank my friend John Binkov of The Victims for reminding me a few weeks ago, th thanks to some Throwback Thursday posts, just how much I love Tanya Donnelly.
music from Lush, the Blind Spot EP released this year. That was out of control. Before that, Beat Happening from their second album, 1988, named Jamboree. And we heard Bewitched. And we began with Pretty Deep. Pretty Deep was from the Tanya Donnelly album, Love Songs for Underdogs. That was released in 1997. Here is a love song for underdogs from Wanda Jackson. Sleeping bag rolled up and stashed behind your couch And it's knowing I'm not shackled By forgotten words and bonds And the ink stains that have dried upon some line That keeps you on the back road By the rivers of my memory It keeps you ever gentle on my mind It's not clinging to the rocks and ivy planted on their columns now that binds me. 
or something that somebody said because they thought we fit together walking. It's just knowing that the world will not be cursing or forgiving when I walk along some railroad track and find that you're moving on back roads by the rivers of my memory, and for hours you just tingle on my mind. Though the wheat fields and the clotheslines and the junkyards and the highways come between us. I still might run in silence, tears of joy might stain my face, and a summer sun might burn me till I'm blind. But not to where I cannot see you walking on the back roads by the rivers flowing gentle on my mind. Shutters creaking, autumn winds that make me draw inside myself in silence. Cross-legged now, I sit and watch the endless chase of leaves across my yard. And laying down my hairbrush, I lean back within my window seat and find that you're moving on back roads by the rivers of my memory. Ever smiling, ever gentle on my mind. Through cupped hands round the tin can, I pretend to hold you to my breast and find that you're waving from the back roads by the rivers of my memory. Ever smiling, ever gentle on my mind.
from Buck Owens and the Buckaroos. That's how I measure my love for you. Before that, measuring their love, Bobby Gentry and Glenn Campbell in their duet version of Glenn's hit Gentle On My Mind from their one album together, Bobby Gentry and Glenn Campbell. That set of Capitol Records country music began with the great Wanda Jackson and Please Help Me, I'm Falling. I will have the great pleasure of recording that song next week with a reformed version of The Believers in a duet with the lovely and talented Lulu, known for her current band Lulu and her Spicy Boys. That is something I'm greatly looking forward to. I think our version will sound a little different than Wanda's, but it is a great privilege to cover a Wanda Jackson song. Let's continue now with the guitar and bottle kings of Kenya, Abana Banasri. I'm 
Bye. 
cool, cool. That is Didi Sompri from the 1988 album Me Say Sa. Didi Sompri gave us Roulet. And before that, Abana Banasri from the 1992 album Nursery Boys Go Ahead. I assume Abana Banasri means b- Nursery Boys. And you can hear them with a full band there on that track. That's Abakambi, the album Nursery Boys Go Ahead. Well, we're going to go ahead here on the morning train on MutinyRadio.fm with Curtis Mayfield because it is time to move on up. Thank you. 